Star Wars 7x7 episode 3014. Today's a big day for the High Republic because the first novel in Phase 2 has been released, Path of Deceit by Tessa Groton and Justina Ireland is out and oh boy is this a slam bang story. Punch it. Hey Rebel Rouser, I'm Alan Voivod and this is Star Wars 7x7, your daily dose of Star Wars joy. And thank you so much for joining me for it. So we are 150 years prior to the events of Phase 1 of the High Republic with this new phase of storytelling. And so Path of Deceit has a big job kicking us off into this new era of Star Wars storytelling. You could say arguably as important as Light of the Jedi was in kicking off Phase 1. And not only does it kick off things very well, but it does it while also establishing a clear connection to Phase 1 of the storytelling in the High Republic and also packs in a shocking finale to boot. And this is a non-spoiler review just to allay your concerns in that regard. So here's the publishing summary of the book. It says, It's a time of excitement and discovery. Daring pilots chart new routes through hyperspace. Pathfinder teams travel the frontier, recruiting worlds to join the Republic, and the Jedi Order expands its protection to the Outer Rim. But not everyone welcomes the Jedi. On the planet Dalna, a group called the Path of the Open Hand preaches that the Force should not be used by anyone and views the Jedi as abusers of the will of the Force. One such believer is Marta Rowe, yes, presumably a distant relative of Markeon Rowe, a young Evereni woman who dreams of leaving Dalna to spread word of the Path throughout the galaxy. When she finds herself drawn to a charming visitor in town, she's horrified to discover that he is a Jedi. But Padawan Kevmo Zink seems so kind and eager to learn about the path that she hopes to convince him of the rightness of their ways. What Marta doesn't realize is that the leader of the path, a charismatic woman known only as the mother, has an agenda of her own, and it is one that can never coexist peacefully with the Jedi. To follow her faith, Marta may have to choose to become her new friend's worst enemy. Now, we've talked in the past about publisher summaries and how sometimes they can lead you astray a little bit in these cases, and I think this one is mostly right on the money. So there's not necessarily a lot of talk about the Pathfinder and establishing a lot of that stuff. There's a little bit sketched in there, but I think, you know, as I read the book, I kind of carried in the stuff that I'd been hearing from Star Wars Celebration and other reveals that have been happening since then, before the release of this book. And the book kind of threw me for a loop a little bit because I actually thought that we were going to be a little bit more focused on the Jedi in the book. And certainly that description makes it clear that we are thinking more about Marta Rowe and the path of the open hand necessarily than the Jedi. So yeah, that you know, kind of threw me a little bit, but I'm not complaining about that. I'm not saying that's a criticism of it or anything. I'm just realizing that I carried my own expectation that because this is the High Republic and you think about the Jedi in that regard, you may approach the book like I did possibly, thinking that it was going to be more about the Jedi in this time period than it was about these other characters. Not necessarily the case. One of the terrific things about this book, and there are a lot of terrific things about it, but the interactions between Marta Rowe and Kev Mozink are fabulously done. And one of the <laughs> things that's been talked about in phase two of the High Republic 
has to do with you know, horror and monsters and romance and you know things like that being indicative of what phase two is going to be like and that is part of what happens in path of deceit romance with those two is also on the table and not only that but the fact that marta has you know her way of thinking with the path of the open hand and kevin mozink as a padawan has a way of thinking about the path of the jedi and the force they have conversations that are really fascinating and get into some of the very deep meat of the force, what the force is, why it's able to be used, you know, whether it should be used. The conversations that the two of them have throughout the course of the book are really fascinating. And then behind Kevmo and behind Marta stand characters that are very much the opposite of those two who are there you know, to support and interact with them. It's Zala, the master to Kevmo Zink on the Jedi side, and Yana Ro, who is Marta's cousin over on the Path of the Open Hand side, where Marta is definitely you know, very innocent and very earnest. Yana is very seasoned and experienced and not trusting and world-weary, all of that that good stuff. Very much in line with what we were just talking about over the last couple of days about the Avereni and about how they have been trained over the years not to trust anyone except themselves. Well, yeah, that's very much Yonaro. And then there's the mother who, as you gather from the promotional material, is not necessarily everything that she appears to be and does not want to peacefully coexist with the Jedi. And oh yeah, that's very true and horrifically so. In fact, a couple of weeks ago, I tweeted out something about how I had just started reading the book, and even in the prologue, though nothing bad, quote-unquote, happened, I was reading it with a sense of dread, just the way that Tessa and Justina wrote that opening, and it involves the mother specifically, and yes, nothing bad happens, but just you get the sense of, oh my gosh, this person is really going to be a problem for a lot of people, and it's just a completely otherwise innocent thing that happens in the prologue like nothing bad happens at all and yet and yet like you just start reading and you're going oh this is going to be real bad and something else that's really awesome about this book and basically gives me a lot of hope for phase two as well you know i went into phase two thinking that okay you know we had to relearn a whole new era of star wars storytelling with phase one i thought to myself oh my gosh we're gonna have to relearn a whole new era of star wars storytelling for phase two the fact that tessa and justina have drawn such a clear connection to the events of phase one and even to things that were left as open questions at the end of phase one like there's a direct line between what happens there and how things are getting kicked off in phase two so honestly I did not feel like I was at sea and having to you know kind of paddle to catch up with everything I felt like I was on solid ground with the storytelling and that I was able to connect it to everything else that's been going on so far and felt like okay this is still a story that is you know grounded in everything that we've seen already and so much the better for it and I would love to tell you more but I'm afraid that I'm gonna go into spoiler territory if I do it I think the one thing I will add about this is that the finale that I mentioned that it was just a shocking finale 
I want to reemphasize that I utterly did not see this coming. I did not think uh, Tessa and Justina would go where they went. It just seemed so surprising to me. And yet it's also very much in character with what all of the story architects have said about the High Republic and about the flexibility that they have in storytelling in this era. And even for something that's taking place like, what, 362 BBY or something like that, it still feels very current. It actually feels like a story that is perfectly timed in terms of its arrival, even in our own galaxy, in this own moment. So yeah, I cannot recommend Path of Deceit highly enough. I was just knocked out by this first installment in Phase 2 of the High Republic. So yeah, very cool. And we'll talk a little bit more about it tomorrow. But for today, that is going to do it for this episode of the podcast. It just remains for me to say, thank you so much for joining me for it as always. And may the Force be with you wherever in the world you may be. Star Wars 7x7 is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited. Other respective trademark and copyright holders may the Force be with them. All original content is copyright 2021 by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.